Welcome to Nacho Fitness Coach. I'm Sarah, the expert. And I'm Kaylee, the beginner. Join us as we discuss fitness culture from our two very different perspectives. So grab yourself a protein shake or a glass of wine and let's get started. So Kaylee, Mm -hmm. we have a guest with us tonight. We do? We do. Is is the guest (laughs) here? I mean, is the guest here in the room with us? She is in spirit and in voice, but no, you can't physically see her this time. Cause I like totally botched that in the last episode with Nick. It's <laughs> like such a surprise that he's sitting here. Oh, 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 there he was. But yeah. I didn't know what he was here for. <laughs> this random guy just showed up. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. Just people just wander roll. in. I just roll with the punches, whatever. It's fine. So we have a guest tonight via phone okay joining us all right and do you then correctly say probably dr stephanie Erbaum? i mean technically yeah. what do your patients call yeah. you stephanie or steph not a whole lot of people call me doctor but i do actually yes have my doctorate degree in physical therapy right which is very impressive i just learned that tonight and i absolutely love that so doctorate in physical therapy certified lymphedema therapist yeah and your practice specializes in pelvic floor but you're a physical therapy office so you do a a wide range of services exactly but the topic that stuck has always stood out to me the most is the pelvic floor (laughs) situation because this has come up in the podcast a little a few times every time Every time. Twice. Well, between every episode, it comes up, actually. Between every episode. How long are your episodes? Well, they're 25-ish minutes long. Yeah, Yeah, like 22 to Mm -hmm. 29. We try to keep them under 30. Yeah. So, you know, working on season two here. So we've we've had quite a few episodes at this point. Mm -hmm. And um, we have this conversation. Is that I use the restroom between every episode. Yeah, every recording, because we, you know, sit down, we do a few back to back. And so this comes up quite frequently about how we get done recording one and we got to have a bathroom break Mm -hmm. before we can roll. And so, yeah, as this started, it reminded me of listening to a presentation you did once where you kind of talked about this very topic. I did. Yes. So I, I think we should just start by saying, you know, bathroom breaks are are very personal things, right? So uh, if we feel the urge to urinate, we should probably do so. But I will say... It would be awkward to be an adult and we're peeing our pants all the time. Right. Right. You know, a little awkward. Yeah. We train people for a reason, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But a normal voiding schedule peeing is um, anywhere from every two to four hours during your waking hours. Okay, now let me just make something very clear here. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I don't go this often at home. So I make her nervous and apparently Sarah makes me very, I'm very intimidated by Sarah. (laughs) This is my fault? And worst case scenario, worst case scenario. The truth is coming out. I pee my pants in front of Sarah. No, and you're sitting on my beanbag. <laughs> Get off the beanbag before you. Please like, don't. This truth, okay, I mean, especially the fabric. Can we get a towel. The leather ones, like. Bring a pee pad next time. Oh no! Oh no! 
No, so that's a really great point, Kaylee, because anxiety can really be a big trigger for this. Mm-hmm. So if you've already got an overactive pelvic floor and you're anxious about something, you're going to have to pee more. Bingo. Those muscles are, yep, exactly. So I feel like it's a normal response, a common response, but it doesn't have to be your normal. So she just picked up on the fact that you said normal. So she's like <laughs> pointing at herself like, I'm normal. I'm like, well, but then she corrected herself and said common. So <laughs> don't take that normal too far, okay. Kaylee. Okay. <laughs> it might be common. Common, but they are not normal. Common. And Two things can, can be true at the same time. Them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but see, you can overcome it. So okay. well, mm-hmm. we should talk right, about how maybe to some, this. yeah. Yeah. But, but wait, so, but tell me this. So I have seen Sarah go up to, I mean, we've sat for like four hours at a time. Well, she recording. just said two to four hours is normal. And she doesn't go. And she's drinking water. She's drinking wine. Yeah. What's wrong with her? That's not normal. There's nothing wrong with her. That is not I mean, yes. normal. Stephanie just said there's nothing wrong with me. She said okay, there's nothing wrong with me no, too. She said, you guys are like on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> one of us goes too frequently and one of us could probably void more frequently and that's okay again both of those things are true but Sarah knows that when she gets the signal to urinate for the first time she doesn't have to run to the bathroom so we usually get the urge to pee when our bladder is about half full and then we get the second urge to pee when we're about two-thirds full so just because we're getting the urge to urinate doesn't mean that it's a dire situation. And if we don't urinate, we're going to pee on the beanbag. Right, yeah, okay. which is the situation we're trying to avoid actively. Like this right goes now. against everything I'm like telling my five-year-old. Which is why, actually, since I heard her talk, you know, we, as we potty trained, we kind of did a timer. But then, like, after I heard your presentation that night, Stephanie, I was like, you know, if we're only getting in the car to go out to my parents' house, which is 10 minutes away, I've not been making my kids try. You know, yeah. if we do like a long road trip, because you I think right. if I if I remember right, like that was one thing that you're like, don't do that. Don't start that because then that turns yeah. into a thing in and of itself. Okay, but is it bad for you to empty your bladder frequently? It is. It's interrupting the natural cycle of your bladder filling. And your bladder emptying. So it's not bad for you per se, but it can lead to negative consequences down the road. So if you're constantly just in case peeing, we call it jicking. I think we talked about this last time we talked, but you're giving your bladder permission to tell you that it's okay to pee whenever you get that urge, whether or not you have a place to pee. So it can become a problem when... We don't have a place. We're, we're not. Are you? Are we at Sarah's house? When we're not yeah, at Sarah's yeah. house, we can't just pee whenever we want to pee. Right. You know, that's when it becomes a problem. So, just in case peeing, we try to reserve for before bed and before long car rides. And I try to be really, really clear with my patients that none of these rules are black and white. Right. <laughs> If you know you're going into a three-hour long podcast, I'm probably going to pee before I go into that. (laughs) But if I'm running to my mom's, like Sarah said, like, the kids don't need to pee. They feel like, the episodes feel like three hours sometimes. (laughs) They do not. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> depends on how many soapboxes I get on. Yeah. And Kaylee's just like zoning out. <laughs> you know, she's over it. I'm like, I don't believe it. I have to see between episodes, right? So, but the beautiful thing about pelvic floor therapy, pelvic floor health in general, like we can retrain the bladder. It is a reflex that we get. Again, we feel that sensation to pee when our bladder is about half full. So we get that reflex and most of us are like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom, Mm -hmm. right? Like I better go now. And while we're peeing, we are pushing our pee out. We're not just letting our bladder do its job. So our bladder and our pelvic floor are made up of two different kinds of muscle and skeletal muscle versus smooth muscle. So our bladder is smooth muscle it contracts on its own. It does not need our assistance. Yeah. So literally we just need to breathe and let our, our bladder do our job or do its job. And part of that urinary urgency and frequency is oftentimes people aren't letting their bladder fully empty. So then we're getting the urge to pee more frequently. Yeah. Which is a, I mean, it really just ends up becoming like a, a lifestyle situation, really, right? Exactly. It's not a life or death situation, but it's just, you know. No, no, um, but do you know where all the bathrooms are and all the stores that you frequent? Yep. (laughs) 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 That look of guilt on her face is like, all of a sudden, yeah. yeah. Well, I won't go in. I mean, that's also part of this is like, that's why I so appreciate the opportunity to be here, Sarah, because there isn't any shame involved. Like, I don't want you to feel bad, Kaylee. I want you to know that you don't have to live like this if you don't want to live like this. Right. There are options. Because you just said you could train it, right? I think this is an intervention. (laughs) Well, it might have come to that at this point, actually. (laughs) Do you guys want to read your letters now? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do, actually. Let me get started. Dear Kaylee. (laughs) I have concerns. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's great. <laughs> but you know, I think that is the key for sure that you just mentioned was it's there are choices if you want to okay. change it. But aside from my anxiety bathroom breaks in between episodes, because honestly that is like that is the most frequent that I go. This podcasting recording episodes is not a we do it every couple How months. How often do you guys yeah okay i was well sarah has me drinking a gallon of water now so (laughs) that's right water's good for you so my bathroom breaks have definitely gone up Mm -hmm. daily i like i said i don't feel like this is like a huge problem what is a problem is (laughs) i don't know i don't even know i don't even know if i want to know where she's gonna take this (laughs) is the like jumping on the trampoline or running yeah. on the treadmill or running outside where I'm like, that shouldn't be Which is a whole nother probably. thing. Yeah. Is it though? Absolutely. Is it? Yeah. Is it because I mean, that is a whole nother thing, right, Stephanie? Yeah, it, it absolutely is. I so feel like that's the bigger like- issue for me. I feel like frequency going, other than the fact that Sarah's got me on a gallon of water a day. Again, Sarah, come on. I mean, a gal- how dare you... How dare you hydrate me? How, how dare how dare I? The audacity! <laughs> Actually, make sure your body's hydrated. I thought I was doing really good at like sixty-four ounces a day, and Sarah was. You like, know what? There, it could be worse. You did a good job. I mean, that's still a good amount of water, but 
trying. I'm yeah, out here I mean, fighting for my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm drowning in a <laughs> gallon of water. Gallon of I'm water. water. I'm like, you, you know what? It increases day. your steps. Yeah, exactly. So like Stephanie, on Ooh. like, should I be, what, your, what are your thoughts on me drinking a gallon a day? Is that, an, is that necessary? a gallon of water a day. Well, I'm not going to go against your nutrition and personal trainer. I'm not paying her. No, <laughs> right. Yeah. That's, that's how we got the name for the podcast, Stephanie. Cause I was like, I'm not your fitness coach. And then it was like, all of a sudden, not your turn into nacho. And here we are. So, well, I, I actually have been wondering. So thank you for, <laughs> and we really like nachos. So, right. So it works. But yeah, no. So what's your opinion from a physical therapy that you. So what we tell our patients, like, Really, it's more about, I mean, I, ideally, obviously, 64 ounces, right? I would love if my patients could get half of their body weight in ounces of water a day. So if you weigh 200 pounds, I'd like you drinking 100 ounces a day. But the most important thing for water intake or fluid intake is, is your urine a pale yellow? Is it close to clear? Right? Mine's, right. Mine is clear 85% of the time. Except okay. for on weekends. Except for on weekends. <laughs> and that's... after podcast night. Right. After... Yeah. <laughs> we all know why. <laughs> so that's my, my recommendation. And it's really, honestly, I mean, just like anything that, that I do, it's so individualized. You know, if somebody comes in, they're drinking 40 ounces of water. It is so unrealistic of me to ask them to increase their water intake to half their body weight. Yeah. So it's like, okay, start drinking another glass of water a day or four ounces, you know, so uh, 64 at a minimum, ideally half of your body weight. And then, you know, the best I would say is you're watching for urine color. So. Now, do you consider just straight water or do you consider all fluids when you tell people that? I do kind of consider rule? all fluids. Now, there are bladder irritants, so caffeine and alcohol are two of our big bladder irritants. So if having issues with your urgency or frequency or leakage, we try to at least educate you on reducing those irritants. Again, I'm not really big on like, hey, cut this, cut that, Do you know, so if someone is able to still reach their goals and not have to cut out their daily coffee even better. So do you have suggestions for caffeine intake, a daily caffeine oh, intake I like don't goal? have suggestions. You do or me. do not? Nope, I don't. I feel like maybe you're going to school me here. What's nope. No, here? she's not. Caffeine. She's trying to, pr- <laughs> she's trying to prove a point. She's trying to put me in my place. You just uh, mentioned the I irritants and Kaylee. Of coffee a day. How many? Three. That's not bad. Well, I mean, two 12 ounces. So, you know, that's three. Yeah. Total of three. Yeah. Yeah. So what? I'm shooting four cups of coffee in one six ounce shot. You are not. No, listen. Listen. A cup of coffee is like 80 milligrams. 100. 80 to 100, depending on how many ounces and how like light or dark or whatever. So, Stephanie, what are your thoughts on me waking up and within the first five minutes of me being awake, shooting 400 milligrams of caffeine? What, how are you shooting 400 milligrams of caffeine in the first five minutes that you wake up? First of all, I really like just down the hatch, straight oh, six ounces like pre workout. She, it's a pre workout. Oh, oh, she, workout. Okay. I no chaser. I, I, no chaser. Just, <laughs> she just doesn't. Like, are you 
chewing it. So- <laughs> we did find a video where there were some girls that were like literally taking the like dry, a, yeah, dry. What, like I don't know what sticks. they call it. Dry. What are those? What are those? Dry shooting, I think. Yeah, it's like a thing now all of a sudden, but it reminds me oh, of those what? pixie or those sticks. Do you remember that? Yeah, there are people that are just dry, just raw dog in their pre workout. <laughs> the do- yeah, I mean, just as like a health. They don't even lube it up general, first. I feel like for hundred, there's so many places we can go here, you guys. Like, just really trying me. Is Alan dying in the corner? As always. This really went off the rails. <laughs> We're gonna. Left turn. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize for myself. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for. <laughs> I should not have been. It's my fault. Let's rewind. Tried to put, okay, rewind. Let's rewind. Forget I asked the question. Only because I was like, well, that's a bladder irritant. Are the two things that you like have in your routine? But it's fine because now we've moved on to the jumping and the running and the pee yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. So let's just course get the back. back. Let's just re- we'll just yeah. We'll, we'll just bring it back to that. We'll just rewind. Emerging. And start back at that. Should we just do that? <laughs> yeah. So those things, yes, they can be related. <laughs> Is everybody good? Yeah, we're good. I'm crying a little <laughs> I didn't know this was <laughs> comedy hour. I love okay. Those so two things can totally be related. Yes. Between the bladder situation and the running and jumping situation. Correct. So <laughs> most of the patients that come to see us are coming because of pain with intercourse or they're having bladder leakage when they're jumping on the trampoline or urinary urgency or frequency. And most of the time, what we find is that these patients' pelvic floor muscles are not low tone. They're not weak because they are not tight. They're weak because they're too tight. So, Sarah, you know this. Every muscle has an ideal resting tone. Mm -hmm. And so most of the time, our goal with PP or pelvic floor PP is is getting those muscles back to their optimal resting tone and then translating that into whatever activity or functional thing that you want to do without leaking. It usually boils down to, again, muscles that are that are too tight. So those things go hand in hand, the urinary urgency and frequency that Kaylee experiences between episodes <laughs> um, is probably because her pelvic floor musculature is higher tone and then the jumping on the trampoline the running that stuff just has to do with pressure management so you know are you able to stabilize through your core with a functional activity like running or jumping which can often be literally a matter of stacking your ribs over your you know it's very small changes in your posture in your body that can allow you to do these things without paying your pants were you listening to the episode that we just recorded because i'm not kidding everything that nick just (laughs) talked about you just said in like the last two sentences yeah which is crazy i'm like that's awesome and it was like a guy you know he was sitting here he's military he's very decorated an athlete and coach and he's got a ton of experience and he was just talking about the stabilization core health all the fun things so what would be something that would contribute to having a tight pelvic floor typically uh, is there anything t- I, typical 
Well, I mean, speaking specifically in terms of Kaylee, sometimes that anxiety component, that vagus nerve turns on and we're in fight or flight. I'm constantly and that can kind of in an anxious fight or flight. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> That's just part of her personality. I, um, I have anxiety. I mean, but a lot of us are anxious, right? Like yep. it's this again is just really good information. So people don't feel like they're alone with this. Like mm-hmm. anxiety in general can lead to an increase in tension or tone of the pelvic floor. Sarah, what was your question? <laughs> well, yeah, that was just, that was my question. You know, like what would attribute or be oh, a possible the, cause sorry, of something really that's state Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So as women also, you know, the diaphragm, which is kind of like a dome-shaped muscle that sits under our, our lungs, moves in synergy with our pelvic floor, which means like when we take a breath in, that diaphragm moves down. And our pelvic floor should move down as well. But our abdomen should also move out. Our ribs should expand. Our back should expand to kind of make room for all of that. And as women, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I've been told my whole life to take up less space. I've been told to be smaller, suck it in, you know. And so we start sucking our guts in and then our ribs flare and we are no longer in operating in this synergistic pattern of pelvic floor moving with diaphragm. Now our pelvic floor just, it's stuck. Close it the really patriarchy's does. fault. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. We well, solved all the problems. Thank Thanks, Stephanie. That's been great. We just got the answer we needed. Like, we're good now. Down <laughs> with the patriarchy. <laughs> Stephanie, I do have a question Hi. about kegels. Because you always hear... Kegels. That's yeah. how you fix all this. That's how you tighten up. That's of how course. you, yeah, is that, but I've also read recently that like, that's kind of a, maybe not the information. So, yeah. Dated. Yeah. Dated. Yes. You know, kegels are great, right? Like that's how we contract pelvic floor, but it's not the end all be all. Right. And the truth of the matter is 90% of the people that walk into my clinic don't know how to contract their pelvic floor. So now you're telling women to contract this Mm -hmm. muscle group that they have no idea how to fire or release what, you know, so now we're just squeezing our butts and we're squeezing our inner thighs and we're substituting. So we're not actually kegling. Now you're making me question if I actually know. (laughs) Do you do do kegels from time to time? You do? I do them at the red lights. No. (laughs) Are you supposed to do them seated? I I heard that one time. I, you oh, know what? No, I mean, that's really great. That's, that's <laughs> totally, absolutely the advice that people give you. Yes, but please stop doing your kegels at red lights if you do not know how to kegel. Is that fair? Yes, Maybe I'll accept that. you've not properly been taught how to kegel? I have not properly been taught. I just always thought. Uh-huh. Do you know what I purchased but I have not yet used? Tell me. Those weights. Okay. okay. I don't know why if I Whoa. need them, but like you talked about them at one point. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, that's something that people are like, pelvic floor people talk about, but I don't know if it's relevant for what I'm dealing with. Kaylee's looking very confused about what the weights are that I'm referring to. Weights for your... go into what you're dealing with. This seems like a, maybe you just come see me in Lincoln. Like make an appointment. (laughs) We might have to. You might have to come see me. Like weights for your vagina. Yeah. Yeah. 
So takeaways are great if that is what your pelvic floor needs. That's true. But if you are a high resting tone person and you don't need to be contracting your pelvic floor all day, every day, because that's what it does. This group of muscles is on all day, every day, literally is the basement of our pelvis. Like it is holding up our internal organs. It is under voluntary and involuntary control and it doesn't shut off. So if you have trouble quieting that muscle group already, then you probably don't need takeaways to fix whatever problem it is that you think that you need to fix. And I will say that with the caveat of please don't throw your takeaways away until you've been assessed by a professional who knows what they're doing. Oh, I love it when disclaimers get added. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Cause it's like, I saw them and they kept popping up and I was like, Stephanie talked about these. I wonder if I would need these. And yeah. then I bought them, but I have never, I have not put them to use yet. So now I think maybe I just need to come see you and yeah, we'll have to figure out. Stephanie plan an said it. Do it. Right. Yeah. Kaylee is looking so confused to me right now. Like she just cannot I'm put picturing together all sorts of <laughs> <laughs> what are kegelweights? weights? <laughs> um, they're a weight that goes inside of the vagina, Kaylee. And your the theory behind it is that you can do so many more kegels with them in than just contracting on your own. So Okay. You know, more bang for your buck. <laughs> yeah, see there you go. Okay. More bang for your buck. So there you go. Because okay. you're holding everything in. So all right. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a variety of different things that you would work on a patient or work with a patient on based on where they're at. But what is something that you're looking at that you can do? Just see a professional and get assessed correctly and kind of come up with your own plan because there are ways that you can run without peeing your pants. Absolutely. Without surgery. Oh, yeah. I mean, pelvic floor PT is a non-pharmacological, non-surgical approach to helping you understand and manage all of your symptoms. So yeah, there's a lot that you can do. And you know, I think, I don't remember if we talked about this last time, Sarah, but like there's a lot that you can do even if surgery has been advised. So like just evaluation process in general, like is that what you're... Well, yeah, I mean, just, and for just people to know that it might be common, but it's not normal. Yeah. You don't but, have yeah. to live with it. If it's something that you want to correct, that there are options to Absolutely correct it. It's not just something where you're like, well, I just have to wear a pad every day. No, like, you do not have to settle for that if you don't want to. And I appreciate that you acknowledge that sometimes people are okay with leaking. Like you do you, right? But if you have an issue with leaking or frequency or urgency, and this is, not just bowel, this could be bladder urgency, or I'm sorry, not just bladder, but this could be bowel urgency and bowel frequency. You know, my moms that have had third, fourth degree episiotomies or tears, you know, we, we, we giggle about grandma walking around with the walking parts, right? But like, this is something that we can help with. You don't have to live with this if you don't want to. There are solutions that are very practical. Most of our patients, we start with literally their exercises are breathing. Like we just take it back to the very, very basics of getting back to expanding the muscles that are supposed to expand when we breathe and contracting the muscles that are supposed to contract when we, when we exhale. And I think a common misconception is that you're only dealing with these issues if you've had children. 
Absolutely not. This yeah. applies to youth, women, uh-huh. and men. Across the board, yes. So your kiddos that are maybe nighttime bedwetters, they could be constipated. That could be the thing that's driving their nighttime, you know, their inability to be dry overnight. And age appropriate. Um, my partner, Jamie, is, she sees the pediatrics in the clinic. So I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't know what that age is. I know there is a very uh, distinct difference between daytime and nighttime continence. So, you know, if your three-year-old's still wetting through the night, like, don't panic, right? They're not constipated. They might be, but... What if um, my five-year-old is? <laughs> uh, my four-and-a-half-year-old is. So. Okay. <laughs> Some of them take a while to work through it all. All right. But, yeah, men have pelvic floor dysfunction that can present in erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, pain with erection pain after ejaculation, constipation with men as well, you know, uh, patients, men that have had prostatectomies. And then, yeah, women, even if you haven't had children, you know, sex shouldn't hurt unless you want it to. That's a whole different ball game that I don't <laughs> deal with, but it shouldn't be painful. Yeah. You know, even the first time that you have intercourse, even after you've had a baby, it shouldn't so there's, yes, a whole host of, yeah. of things that we can address as public floor PT. Well, so. yeah, and I uh, there was an eight-hour continuing education course I did on pelvic floor and core health. And, you know, she talked about youth gymnasts, things like that, you know, yeah. things that... Gymnasts, cross-country runners. Yep. Yeah. Running, jumping, all the things that are putting a tremendous amount of pressure on that. So, you know, I think that's a great message for people to know and understand that it's common, but you have options. So it is common, but not normal. And you don't have to live with it if you don't want to live with it. So seek out a qualified healthcare professional to help you in this area. All right. If you're local, hang hang on the line. We'll make an appointment. (laughs) (laughs) I've got my thoughts. Kaylee and I are road tripping. We're going to be making me empty promises. We're going to go do a bar class. We're going to come see you and then we'll go down the road and we'll do our bar class (laughs) and then we'll just make a day of it. So are you guys saying bar like B-A-R-R-E? Yeah. Stripper pole class in Lincoln. So are you guys like disguising the stripper pole class as your bar class? No, but those classes are equally difficult. Yeah. We had no joke. We we had a guest on earlier in the season who is a bar instructor and nice. we vowed to go. Episode one actually is when we talked yeah. to her. And so she gave us some education on bar and bar instruction and we were like, maybe we should try a class. Yeah. Yeah. So, do it. It's fun. Is but, it pure bar? Uh, yeah. No, wait, beyond bar. A bar above. A bar above. Oh, oh there's too above. many. There's way too many. Ooh, okay, I can't keep so many options. But I think we need to add the stripper pole class to our list of topics, though, because sure. that's a legit but workout. I yeah. can come, okay? It's intense. Yeah. A lot. So You want to come to the stripper pole class or the bar class? Yeah. You know, I've been to a All bar class. I mean, well, I've been to a stripper pole class. Not We'll just add them all to the list. We're just making the rounds. We're going to bring our friends with us. And here we go. So awesome. Well, <laughs> exactly. you know what, Stephanie? I appreciate your expertise in this topic. I think it is super important for people to know and hear and learn more about. And so thank you. We'll include all. Well, how can people find you? I guess let's yeah. do that first. Yeah, so uh, you can find us online at EmpowerPTLincoln.com. Um, we are on Instagram at Empower underscore, I'm sorry, EmpowerPT underscore LNK. 
um, and same uh, tag for Facebook. Sarah, help me, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll same handle. There we'll, we go. Same yeah, handle. handle. Yeah, we'll add, we'll, um, we'll add your links into the show note, but I think it'll be good perfect. for people to kind of hear too that, you know, they can find you if they're interested in, in getting a hold of you or if they're not yeah. geographically close, then, you know, they can seek out a qualified health care professional in their area Absolutely. that specializes in yes, this. So. And you guys, um, you've got somebody in town that is beefing up her pelvic floor game as well. So, Check awesome. her out. Yeah. Carly. Yeah. Carly Hawkins. She's amazing. So very cool. I love it. So thank you. Well, you know, we might come up with more questions for yeah. you. We'll have you back, but we appreciate Sounds your good. time thank for sure tonight. So so yes. much for the opportunity to come talk to you. It's a pleasure. So. Yes. So thank you so much again. Thanks. Stephanie. We'll chat you. with you soon. So, Bye. all right. Uh, Thanks. Bye. Bye. All right. So Kaylee, <laughs> what do you think about this topic? Great. You love it or I hate it? I very attacked. You know, you should not feel very... attacked. <laughs> it was just a topic of conversation. Like we're trying to help you. <laughs> we're just trying to help. See, this is why oh, people great. get nervous and scared to actually like try to help friends. Yeah. Because then you take it personally. Right, right, right. Don't take it personally. Yeah. I'm just trying to give you the knowledge that you would need to make your own informed decision. As I would do for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I feel like I caught you off guard there. Yeah, you did. I was like, oh, I don't even have anything to say about that, but thanks. So appreciate it. But awesome. Well, thank you. So yeah, I think this is a great topic. Yep. I'm so glad she was able to join us. And I'm sure I would love to hear people's questions, comments about yeah, it. Yeah, because I think sure. it is a common, well, common problem. It is common. It doesn't have to be a normal. Yep, that's right. Problem. We'll just leave it with that. So yep. until next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to head over to our Instagram at Nacho Fitness Coach and let us know how you feel about the topic. Do you love it or hate it? Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you're listening. And if you like our podcast, leave us a rating. See you next time. You've been listening to Euphony Innovatives Sonified. Thanks for listening. Be sure to head over to our Instagram at Nacho Fitness Coach and let us know how you feel about the topic. Do you love it or hate it? Also, don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you're listening. And if you like our podcast, leave us a rating. See you next time. You've been listening to Euphony Innovatives Sonified.